What's going on, everybody, and welcome into this seventh episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. Joined by Noah Lurch, my name is Nick Malone. Here we are again in the studios on this Tuesday evening, July... What is today? July 27th. Sorry, it's been a couple of days since we last came to you guys. I don't even know when the last time we had a football podcast, but here we are. Noah, what's going on? Yep. Like you said, we are back. Uh, it's media day for the Missouri Valley for football. The preseason polls are out, and the preseason all-conference teams have been tallied up, and we will break them down for you. That's right. And uh, as you said, Valley football came out with a uh, preseason. Not the FCS yet, but our own conference came out with them. We kind of disagree on where we stand Team-wise, but as we know, we do have the most, and we'll get to that in a second, the most uh, All-Americans, the most people on the list. I'll just say it's over 10, and we'll get to that here shortly. Um, so here we are, Noah. We, there was a recruit for this season. We kind of caught us off guard. We didn't know how much more with the season literally almost a month away uh, that we were going to have any more 2021 guys, Noah. But this one's a key one for our future, isn't it? That is correct. We were surprised by this when it happened the other day. Um, we were both at work, and I happened to be get done before you, and I seen it. I called you immediately and said, well, we got another player for this year, and it his name is Chase Reeves. He is a local kid out of our backyard out of Granite City, Illinois. He is a kicker slash punter. He has a 4.5 GPA, so that is outstanding. Um, he is number 70th, 70th ranked kicker nationally and number five in Illinois, so that's amazing to see. Yeah, it says here that he's got, according to two different sites or something, that he's a five-star and then he's a four-and-a-half-star. And as you mentioned, he's nationally ranked fifth or fifth in the state in the nationally 70. That's not... It's not too shabby, and the fact that we're this late, and he's 2021, 20, um, and as we tweeted about, he's going to learn whether whenever he gets in here pretty soon, I'd imagine. Obviously, he's not going to play. we got two of the best kicker and punter in the whole FCS, so he'll be learning a lot from these great guys that we got, and, and those guys will be on this list we'll get to here shortly. So Chase Reeves, welcome on. As we mentioned, this is the last year we'll have uh, Jack and Nico so we're hoping that this guy learns a lot and will be our kicker or slash punter or both. You never know for the future. So, again, welcome in, Chase. Uh, all right, Noah, now, uh, which this also surprised us because uh, we've been doing this since April, but there were recruits either for, what, this year or next year that we missed ever since July. There's one in July, and they've gradually, up until this point, Noah, you said that you were just scrolling or you had time on your hands on a trip you just made that you were able to go back, search it, and find a lot of these. And we're disappointed that we missed them. Let's get into those. Yeah, uh, took a trip to Chicago and uh, had some time on my hands riding along on the car ride and said, well, we haven't had very many 2022 guys that we have saw, so I'm gonna just going to search it up and see what I can find. And we, and I think it only ended up being – up to 19 guys on our list so which one already committed elsewhere a couple a couple i found committed elsewhere but so uh this let's just get into these uh trent or juco wise we have uh 
from Butler City Community College. His name's Seth Valley. He is a offensive lineman. He's 6'4", 300 pounds. He is on our list. I've seen we offered him. And Owen Olson, tight end. Don't know if he has any relation to the great Greg Olson as a tight end, but he's from Northeastern Oklahoma Community College. He's 6'4", 235. So those are the two JUCO guys we have offered so far. Um, getting into some more, obviously, going back, to podcast ago, Brian Brown, quarterback slash defensive back at a at a Lutheran North in St. Louis, committed to us. Um, Jalen Carson, his teammate, three star running back at a Lutheran North as well. He, we also talked about him. I believe we talked about Torreon Tate. We also, yeah. and uh, I believe there was one more we might have talked about. But uh, other than that, I found some couple others. We offered Jalen Lee's defensive back at a Fort Zumwalt North at O'Fallon, Missouri. He has committed to South Dakota State already, so we are out on him. Connor Lair, I think he's a linebacker, six foot two twenty five at a West Plains High School in West Plains, Missouri. We offered him. Jalen Banks, defensive tackle, six four two seventy. He's a three star at a Lutheran North, so. We're starting to have a Lutheran North connection, as we see. That's out of St. Louis. Then a um, couple more. Kyler Johnson at a Bishop Sycamore Preck at a Cartersville, Georgia. I know we had a couple guys from Georgia recently, so we're keeping that connection down there. Uh, Joshua Anderson, he's an athlete as well, 6'5", 285, from Westminster Christian Academy out of St. Louis. Uh, Luke Lindenmeyer. He's a also an athlete. I believe he's a tight end, 6'4", 245, at a Papillion La Vista High School in La Vista, La Vista Nebraska. Um, Jaden McGill, he's a six foot, one hundred eighty pound athlete at Oak Park River Forest High School up in by Chicago. Uh, three star wide receiver Mudia Rubin. He is a six three, one hundred ninety pound at a Kansas City, Missouri. We are looking at. Another tight end, Ryan Schwindeman, 6'4", 235 at a St. Dominic and O'Fallon, Missouri. Uh, Ryan Chanley II, another offensive lineman, 6'4", 285 at a Cherokee High School in Georgia. And another one I'd love to have. I, I said th- this is a must-get right away when I found this one. Jimmy Lans- Lansing. Offensive lineman, three-star out of Chaminade High School in St. Louis. He's 6'7", 300 pounds. That will beef up your offensive line quick. Seems like an understatement. And I looked at He didn't have very many big offers, so I'd say that's a good start for us. But those are the – just to run through all those guys. We have a – I'm sure there will be a lot more here soon. We'll keep you updated on that. But that's just the guys we have missed along the way. That I don't know how we miss, but we're on our account every day scrolling through. So those slip through the crack, but we will not let any more slip through the crack. That's just an update on the 2022 outlook. That's what I was going to say, and we talked about how we were going to make sure definitely that wasn't going to happen again. Uh, I mean, because we either see someone else retweet it or like it or do something how we see it, but usually we see it first most of the time. And uh, you're right, I did slip through the cracks because unless we just totally 
uh, search Southern Illinois, which I think we do, Southern Illinois and recruits, you know, we find our way to some of these, and that's how you found all these, which in the end, yeah, we can't believe we missed them. So, yeah, as you said, we'll make sure that definitely doesn't happen again. Um, all right, now, now real fast, uh, to continue to, on Sam Herter of Hero Sports position rankings, we wanted to mention a big one, actually. He finally got to one of his big ones. Uh, and it got to the top 25 returning FCS defensive backs. And we scrolled the list, and we definitely had a feeling and knew a uh, couple of our guys were going to make this list, and the two that we assumed would did. And as we mentioned, JT Thompson leaving to Boston College at the next level, if he would have stayed, he would have definitely been on here too, perhaps, even though he had a down year. So our All-Americans, James Caesar, an incredible year, as we mentioned, he had – most pass breakups in the league, he just was everywhere. He was he was our true number one this past year, and he came in at number 23 on the list. Because it was his first year back, you know, a lot of these, you know, we were surprised at some of his lists that had some of our players that probably should have made it in general, and this was his first year. That just shows how good he was because we know how consistent our linebackers have been. We felt like should have made it, but that just shows how good. And maybe not as – because the linebacker position might be deeper than defensive back, even though – Maybe that's not the case, but that's how good he was making this list at 23. And then, of course, Quay Brown came in at number six, and he led the league in forced fumbles, and he was all over the field. He was top five on the team in tackles. I mean, you can't argue with any of them, especially Quay, being that high. And as we mentioned before, it's kind of crazy that he was he was in the transfer portal almost a year ago or so, and they came back realizing the pandemic messed a lot of stuff up. And... He saw what Jeremy Chin did, and he has aspirations, knowing that if I stay here, I can get there. So really happy both of those guys made it as we expected. This was one we didn't have a problem with at all. Uh, so this no-fly zone that we're creating here is continuing, and we're ready for those guys to lead the way along with, as we mentioned on the depth chart, Clayton Bush or the Roger Campbells and all this depth of P.J. Jules and everything helped those two guys out because we know they were All-Americans, and we know they're preseason All-Americans as well, so we're – uh, excited for them to keep doing what they've been doing. Just had to add in on that. And then he's only came up with two the last time that we did our pod, and he did the tight ends, which, of course, we were not expecting to have any of these guys on here because true tight ends, I guess the, the couple that we have, before we landed like Ty Staniel, he's obviously not going to be on here. Uh, but like the Jacob Garretts and so on, they weren't going to make it because they're not the true tight end or they're special in their own way for us, and they're not on here. We're not surprised, but a couple couple within the Missouri Valley are definitely on here, and guys that we'll see this season, so just had to add that in there. Sam Herter will continue on with his uh, rankings at some point for the rest of the positions, and we'll be sure to mention that on there as those come out. So now, Noah, the big news that came in today, uh, which we're still awaiting the FCSs, but we got the Missouri Valley, did their own for our conference and Noah, we're we're okay with where we stand, but we definitely think we could have been third. They had us at fourth, didn't they? That is correct. They had us at fourth, but that's all right to just go over what we had or what the ended up. Uh, South Dakota State was picked to win the Valley for the first time. Since joining the Valley in 2008, I believe. That's well-deserved. So that is, they are the defending co-champions along with Missouri State, who we'll get to. They returned 20 starters off their team, so they'll be ready to go for another season. I know we all know that in the championship game, first quarter, 
the player of the year in the Valley and, and the quarterback goes down. So we do not know his, I assume it was an ACL tear. So we assume he is out for this year. Real, real fast. Just looking at this now. Uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll just let you, cause I was going to scroll down a little bit till uh, on the list, but you go ahead. Sorry. So we assume he is out for the year. So that's just look, putting that into a perspective. Then pick second, North Dakota State Bison returned 21 starters. And this is the first time in 10 years they are not the favorite going into this season. So just to put that in perspective, what kind of dominance they've had on this conference for the last 10 years. And maybe this is the tie turner in terms of parity. Hopefully some of these other teams, including us, that can keep knocking them off so where they're not as powerful as they have been. Yeah, uh, North Dakota State received 18 first-place votes. South Dakota State with 24. Then some biased rider for you and I probably voted there had to be had to be theirs. That's exactly what I was going to cut you off for, but I thought I was going to wait. They got the one vote, and they came in fifth in here. I mean, that you're right. I mean, that's baffling. Yeah. Uh, third, and this is where I thought SIU should slide in. Well, I mean, with if you go by Hero Sports – preseason top 25 were the third best team in the valley according to them so but uh north dakota is three we will see them in carbondale this year so we will see them soon sooner rather than later and as we remember yeah the game we thought we had in the first half went in the over or halftime came out and we got demolished by them they were a really good home team so that that's got to be the only reason why is because they hold the tiebreaker over so yeah we'll get revenge this year you're right at home Let's see. At four, you have your our own Southern Illinois Salukis. Uh, North Dakota edges out by 12 points, like I was telling him. I thought three or four was the right place for us, and it's only 12 points. It's not like it's a lot of points where they think they're that much better than us. So at five, the Nor- the Northern Iowa Panthers, which they're the only team on here. So I've seen some UNI fan complaining. Why is UNI the only team not spelled out on there? I just don't get that wise whining. That's a good point. It is. Uh, they're the only team in the Valley that returns all starters on their team. They had the defensive player of the year back. And uh, SIU, Western Illinois, and Youngstown that all return all but one starter. So UNI is the only team in the conference that returns all starters. So going into the, you have the co-champs from the spring season at six, the Missouri State Bears. That is a it was really kind of a surprise for me. I think I read today where their starting quarterback has moved on, so they have another transfer coming in. So that was big news I seen today. Then you have the team that bailed out in the spring season, the Illinois State Redbirds at seven. You have the South Dakota at eight. You have Youngstown State at nine. You have Indiana State at 10, and you have last place in the Valley who also bailed out on us, Western Illinois. Yeah, and you mentioned Missouri State's quarterback leaving, and they're bringing another guy in. But because of the fact that they did make the playoff, I'd, I'd say it's right that they're sixth. Illinois State, yeah, I mean, we think they're better than Missouri State. They've always been good. They've always beat us. But they had a down year, and they, as we know, uh uh, bailed out of the season, as you said. So that's why they're there, but they know they're still good. That's why they're still in that spot. South Dakota really has never been great. Neither is Youngstown, obviously, even though they give us tough games. Indiana State, um, I don't know what to say about them. I don't think they're too great every year either. They didn't even they didn't even play, right? 
Yeah, they they which I'm okay with. They decided as a program to not play before the season. They didn't start and quit on right, yeah, So I'm okay true. with them bailing out before the beginning of the season, deciding as a team not to play. Yeah, and all the schools have. I mean, whether they had their specific reasons on blah blah blah, but yeah, you're right on that. And then Western Illinois, as we know, they're not good at all. They bailed on us. Can't wait to kill them when we play them this year. Uh, they're rightfully at 10. So, honestly, yeah, in the end, it's not too difficult. North Dakota is a good team, so we respect the fact that they are above us, I guess. But throughout the rest of the thing, I don't, I don't see an issue. Maybe Missouri State over you and I, mainly just because, like I said, they played and they played well and got in and they beat us. So, I mean, I, so five and six could flip-flop and three and four could flip-flop. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy how you and I would get one more first-place vote over us, but... Moving on now, Noah. Now, we led the league with 13 preseason team members. That's pretty incredible. Uh, as we mentioned, we'll go through them right here. And at the bottom of this uh, page on the website, they have they have the team and then they have like a depth chart. So they did their own depth chart. So we're getting into this real fast. Noah, I'll read. Let me read. Uh, let's see here. We got a video to play. Yeah, you're right. We have uh, Craig right. Haley. Craig Haley, the, the great Greg Haley, came out with a video, and he discussed us and where we stand in that. Dude, let's see Craig Haley going here. Dude, dude. Even if I forgot, because we mentioned we did want to play that video, and it, he, he uh, said some good stuff about us and what it what, what he expects. Here it is. So which school had the most selections on today's Missouri Valley Football Conference preseason team? It wasn't North Dakota State. No, it wasn't South Dakota State. It wasn't even UNI. It was Southern Illinois with 13 selections for Coach Nick Hill. And that included first-teamers Avante Cox, the wide receiver, Xavier and Forkron on the offensive line, Jordan Burner on the defensive line, Paul Brown and James Caesar in the secondary, the all-purpose selection in Javon Williams Jr. Just a great group all around with the Salukis. I mean, this past spring they won their final regular season game with a, you know, a big win over Southeastern Louisiana and Cole Kelly, uh, the Walter Payton Award winner. They got them into the playoffs for the first time in over a decade, and they went on the road and posted the only first-round win by a road team uh, at Weber State. They gave South Dakota State fits. Now they're picked fourth in the preseason poll for the Missouri Valley Conference, and rightfully so with all this town. It's going to be a terrific year in the Missouri Valley Conference, and the Salukis are going to be right there in the middle of it. That is correct. The Salukis will be right there in the middle of it. Let's Nick's got these teams right here. Let's break these teams down. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned most of them, the main ones. He mentioned Avante, Xavion, Jordan. He kind of butchered those names. We were kind of reacting there. It's funny. Quay Brown, James Caesar, and Javon Williams. Those are the main ones. Those were the, uh, the yeah, like the six first-teamers. But there are more, as we know. As we know, there's 13. So who else made this list? You guys asked. We had 10 offensive and 10. We're returning 10 offensive and 10 defensive starters. Stone made it. Jacob Garrett. Anthony Knight, and as we know, an all-time great. Going to have a, even more of a bounce back. Bryson Strong. Jack Calhoun. Uh, we're on the second team. Well, Nico and Dan Hilbron, our long snapper, picked up honorable mention preseason honors. So this is a big deal. And we have a quote here from Nick. Quote, you can't be complacent in our league. You start back at the bottom, and you have to rebuild this team. I love coming to work every day and coaching these guys. We have 16 60-year seniors, which will 
which will probably be the most I ever coached the rest of my career. None of them have been a part of every single team meeting I've ever had. I'm looking forward to getting out there day one and putting this team together. So as we know, he's pumped up, we're pumped up, and there is a reason why, because all these guys were great in their own right. And we mentioned Jack and Nico, how great they are. Dan, obviously, he's had to have an important part on special teams as well. And then Bryson and Anthony and Jacob, we know how long he's been there and how important he is. And then Stone, who we're thinking is QB1. A lot of these are deserving to being on this list and we're deser- deserving as a team to have the most. I mean, honestly and truthfully. And we've said it so many times how excited we are to uh, get this season going. Um, so there's a little bit on that. Uh, that was noteworthy today. As, as you know, we're expecting the FCS at some point soon at the end of this month, probably in the coming days, by the end of this week, more than likely. So, all right, Noah, uh, we, we were trying to make this one kind of quick. There's a couple more things we wanted to discuss. Uh, Todd Hefferman tweeted a couple things earlier that we just want to read off. Um, he said that we may be the only team in the country that not only has seven quarterbacks in camp, which is, yeah, which we keep talking about how incredible that is, but that, but they have two of them named Stone. As we know, Stone, he says, is a returning starter in Stone, a freshman from FIU, transferred in. Both as we know, so even he's saying, I mean, he's pretty insightful with the team, obviously, and he says the returning starter. So whether that's just what he thinks or that's what he knows, that Stone will come back and start right away. Uh, so there won't, won't, really be, blah, blah, won't really be a battle for the QB1 spot. And he also said that Coach Hill said the team's vaccination rate was north of 70% and that they could reach 85 by the time the season begins. And as he said, we, met, we play at CMO September 2nd. Some competitive advantages to reaching 85%. He's not wrong there. So some noteworthy stuff today. Right, Noah? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, I did. I do know that the commissioner of the Missouri Valley, Patty uh, Viverto, said uh, that no teams in the conference yet have hit the 85% vaccination rate threshold yet. But uh, good news is the numbers have vastly improved since June. Some teams went from 20% to in the 70s in the last month. So uh, just to keep something in mind, I know South Dakota State's coach says his team is the lowest vaccination rate in the Missouri Valley so far, but he says his team managed COVID smoothly in the spring, maybe a reason for the low percentage, but he believes that they can close it to 85% by the start of the season. I know that uh, SIU did a really good job at it last year, but uh, I mean, I know that if you're vaccinated, that uh, as long as you don't have any symptoms, you won't have to be through contract tracing, so that helps you out there. So just... It helps out for if you get vaccinated, but we, our team will do their best job to not spread it and do everything they can. We know that. Yeah, exactly. And as we've talked about, we don't, you know, even while vaccinated, you can still, uh, you know, give it to people and you can still get it yourself. It's just not as, you know, it's still minor symptoms. So as we know, as this team, we won't spread it to other teams or within ourselves, um, and, yeah, as we mentioned that, because uh, we don't want any games to be, because they mentioned Kansas State was doing that. A lot of teams are doing that with just forfeiting games. Hopefully that won't ever have to be the case with us. So that's, I'm really glad. Hopefully it'll be, yeah, 85%, currently at 70 We have a month to get that up 15%. It's possible. That is correct. Uh, I know we said we want to keep it short, but uh, I think there's been a lot of other uh, conference 
polls coming out, and I just wanted to break down some teams we'll see. Obviously, we all know all the Valley schools where they're at. But uh, we have a home game against Dayton this year. They were picked third in the year preseason poll behind Drake. Or they were picked fourth behind Davidson, San Diego, and Drake. I'm not sure what. Oh, that's the Pioneer Football League. Isn't it crazy that Drake's in that league and they're not in ours? Yeah, that's uh, they used to be D2, so I know that Valpo is also in that league. So Butler, well, that's a wide variety of a league, but uh, that is Dayton, pick fourth in their conference. I know there's some others if I can find them real quick as we go through this. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, they were D2, so I don't think their program's obviously not to the level if they switch to the Missouri Valley and replace some teams we have here. Same thing with Valpo, so... There's a reason why they're still in leagues like that. And as we mentioned, Kevin Glacian coming from the Pioneer League. Uh, I'm sure not on a great team, but he's going to come in here and contribute, as we know. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, I know in the OVC that SEMO was picked uh, third, I believe. I don't know where it's at. Because we – who else in the OVC that's going to be a threat? Austin P. Murray State was picked to win the OVC. Wow. Flashback to about four years ago, we made the trip there and we killed them, destroyed them. Then the next week, we almost beat Ole Miss. What a time. SEMA was tied for second with Austin P in the OVC preseason poll. Read out the rest of that conference. I'm trying to. Murray State, Austin P, SEMO. Austin P and SEMO tied for second. UT Martin, who we usually play. We would have played this past year. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech, Eastern Illinois. Not a big conference. That's how many teams is that? Seven, yeah. eight, eight, I think. So that's so yeah, that's where all teams stand. Of teams will be playing this year, non-con. And then we, we mentioned where Kansas State's placed in the Big Twelve, right? Have we mentioned that before? Yeah, I forgot. Not probably in the middle of the pack. They were lower, if I remember correctly. I mean, that's just the game. We feel like we have to win. We have to make a statement, and we're getting a favorable matchup. We can't wait to be there. And have you guys see that we're there. Hopefully we bring some good luck to them in that game. But. Yeah, speaking of that, the SIU alumni tweeted something about a tailgate. Yeah, they tweeted, uh, they said, mark your calendars and join the SIU Alumni Association on the game day. 4 p.m. tailgate before the game. So, I mean, Noah's an alumni. I am. We'll, we might go walk around and check that out. We don't know how many fans are going to be there. Uh, we're thinking a decent amount. What, seven-hour drive? If you drive fast, it's, it's uh, shorter than that. As we know, we'll be there throughout the day anyway, so we'll get there as early as we can anyway. Uh, so, yeah, any alumni out there that will listen to this, and if you haven't seen the tweet yet, 4 p.m. before the 6 o'clock game, the 4 p.m. tailgate around the Kansas State, somewhere around there. Kansas State picks seventh in the Big 12, which is about to blow up here in about four more years. <laughs> They might be the best. They might be end up being the best team in five years. If they stay, I'd stay. Yeah, we. I know uh, teams from there leaving for other conferences. Not even the main two that we know of. The Iowa State's leaving, going blah blah blah. So. Chris Kleinman is their coach. He used to be the North Dakota State coach for a while, so he took over for the great Bill Snyder. So yeah, there's an. Uh, we felt like it was necessary to know what our competition is picked this year and some other polls. Like I said, the FCS hasn't fully come out with theirs. 
we're curious how accurate it'll be to these other ones because we know you know we'll probably listen to there's more we're thinking they'll have us higher and they might have everyone else higher so yeah it shows uh once we get find that find that out it shows that it'll show how much respect we have across the nation just not on the conference so as we know last year they snuck us in if we go back to 20 if they're going back to 24 teams i'd like to see how many teams we can get in the valley this year exactly we had and five last year and they're reduced to 16. And you and I now in Illinois State will have something. And to say you and I returns all starters back and hope the Redbirds suck this year. But, uh, yeah, like, like we said, well, they're always good. They always beat us, it seems like. So we took the trip up there a couple of years ago. Yeah, and not, it was not a good game. We, we overpaid for tickets and it was a really nice stadium. It really was. But yeah, it, it was over after the first quarter, I believe. So. Hoping for some more payback, as we know, we're much better than we were that year. Even like we said, we had – it was a talented uh, team, as we know. I mean, obviously, yeah, we went – with our Ole Miss, they're probably better now than they have been in a long time. But that year, you know, obviously us leading them in half. I mean, that just shows you can go get, like, the Murray State or Illinois State. You can kill Murray State, get killed by Illinois State, and then go in to Ole Miss and almost pull off an upset. That's just how crazy football can be. I mean, Ole Miss probably underlooked us a lot going into that game, as, you know, a lot of teams do in anything. So, um, so yeah, some quick flashbacks and, like we've said, some updates on our non-con and where they stand. And for the 15th millionth time, the FCS will be coming out with their standings probably that we thought at the end of July, so it might be sometime later this week. I think it's I'll, early August. Okay, early August. So on our next pod, more than likely, we'll be – Giving that to you guys as well. So if you're an alumni, as I said, 4 o'clock tailgate, the day of the game against Kansas State for a 6 o'clock game, be there. We'll probably be working our way around there as well. Great pod today. As we said, we, we missed a lot of these recruits. Wish we didn't, but we're glad we got them now. To, note, uh, to let you guys know on guys that haven't obviously committed anywhere that still have potential for us this year or next year. Uh, so there's that. And then obviously Sam Herter's thing. We'll keep that updated. Didn't mind his uh, defensive back rankings. We'll see how that plays out itself as well. And we'll keep proving even the Valley wrong on where they have us in the standings. So, like I said, uh, great pod today. Noah, great work again. And if you guys, obviously, for the basketball, we'll be having a, uh, a basketball podcast tomorrow on Wednesday after we uh, go to the open house for basketball that is tonight we're about to make. So stay tuned for that. Keep your tweet notifications on for basketball and football. Uh, and feel free. We didn't have any mailbags today, but, but feel free to. Uh, shame. Know. Shame on you guys. Feel free to keep being in our DMs and commenting on our, whenever we post our links to the pod. Be sure to just uh, stay active if you guys have any questions or anything. So for that, Noah, here we are on the seventh episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. My name is Nate Malone. Noah Lurch. Until next time, as always, go dogs.